together growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the first book of Samuel, chapter 24, verses 2 to 14, 2 to 20. In those days, Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel, and he went to seek David and his men in front of the wild, of the wild goat's rock. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost part of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and steadily cut off the skirt of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put forth my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went upon his way. Afterwards, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my lord the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and did ob and obeyed him. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of the people who say, Behold, David seeks your heart, and he wants to hurt you? Behold this day, your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hands in the cave. And some bade me to kill you, but I did not. I said, I will not put forth my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the skirt of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the skirt of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me upon you. But my hand shall not be against you. And the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes forth wickedness but my hand shall not be against you. After whom 
has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and say to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now behold, I know that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. It's a beautiful reading. It's, it's an emotional reading. David is in the innermost part of the cave and Saul goes out to meet him. He's hunting him like a dog to kill him. And David had an opportunity to kill Saul, but he, he refuses. And I find, I find this absolutely interesting. An eye for an eye. It, David would have been justified to fight Saul, to kill him, because it would have been self-defense. But David brings up points that are noble. I cannot raise my hand against the anointed one of Yahweh. I remember growing up in, a, in, in an African context. One of the things that we've always been taught, you can never raise your hand against your elder. It is frowned upon. Hence, there has always been a school of thought that in a battle, in a war, children and women must always be protected. You cannot raise your hands against those in a battle. You're not allowed to. But David also brings in something which I consider noble. He does not repay evil with evil. He is the bigger one. He is the one who can think through. All his friends who are with him in the cave, they say to him, this is the opportunity to finish off and to kill your enemy. And possibly David was tempted to do it. But the principles refused. They prevailed. 
How do I treat those who have been hurtful towards me? How do I treat those who hate me? How do I treat those who've brought so much pain into my life? Am I the one who wishes them ill? Am I the one who seeks revenge? Or do I treat them with kindness? I, I'm kind to them not because they've been kind to me, but I'm kind to them because that's who I am. And so this leads me to a principle that says, don't change who you are because of the people and what they have done to you. The evil they have caused you should not change the person that you are. And that's something for me that is powerful. It's something for me that challenges my attitude towards the people I don't necessarily like. David pleads his cause and he says, let God be the judge. Here you saw an opportunity where I could have destroyed your life, but I did not. And so I, I look at this also from Saul's life. His life is spared. And I go back to my own life where my life was spared. Where my life could have been destroyed. But for God's grace, someone was willing to forgive me. Someone was willing to forget about it. Someone was willing to let it go. Someone was willing to be the bigger one. And it's easy to take those moments for granted. Do unto others what you would like them to do to you. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.